scientists have discovered that some grass species have information in their genes that's not come from their parents, and instead they think they're stealing genetic information from neighbouring plants. By genetically enhancing themselves, they gain a competitive edge which helps them thrive in more challenging environments. The species, Allotidopsis semialata, a type of tropical grass that's found in Africa, Asia and Australia, has changed the way it produces energy, a process known as photosynthesis. From the University of Sheffield, Luke Dunning. Some of the enzymes it uses for this new photosynthetic pathway are actually borrowed from other species. So this sort of gave us a clue that, hang on a minute, something a little bit untoward is going on or unusual. As a group, grasses are essential to humans. They are a source of food for people all around the world. And examples include wheat, maize, rice, barley and even sugarcane. After collecting samples from Australia, the team sequenced the plant's genome, which is a set of genetic instructions. What they found was that there was a small proportion of these genes that weren't from the grasses' parents, and instead had come from other grass species growing nearby. This is what's known as laterally acquired. We determined how many genes there were in these genome, and then we compared them to other grasses to figure out are they more related to distantly related grasses, which might indicate that they were laterally acquired, or are they as we would expect from their sort of ancestors and passed down during the normal course of evolution. But grasses are literally rooted to the spot. So how did they manage to grab these stolen genes? The mechanism is sort of the holy grail of this, and we don't know what it is yet at the moment. So we're trying to find out. We've got a couple of working hypotheses. So one of them would be illegitimate pollination. So the grass species are too distantly related to actually hybridise, but its pollen can still land from one species on the flower of the other. So you would end up with a seed which had the parent's genome in addition to a little bit of DNA from this distantly related species. So that's one idea. And the other idea would be root-to-root contact. So grasses can vegetatively reproduce through rhizomes, so these sort of bulb structures underground. And so potentially if roots from one species were able to grow through the rhizome of another, there could be a little bit of DNA transferred and they would be in the seeds in the subsequent generations. So could this be a risk if we begin to farm genetically modified plants on a wider scale? What we're seeing is a natural phenomenon, so it's not a problem as such, but it does have some implications for the use of genetically modified crops, and that depends on your viewpoint. So you could argue that GM technology, genetically modified crops, are more of a natural thing because wild species are using a a similar method. Or you could say that perhaps it's more likely that genes from genetically modified crops could escape to weed species, and then they may be herbicide resistant themselves, and this can have knock-on problems. These genes could have knock-on effects, and if they do, will this affect the variety of plants we have in the future? We think that these acquisitions allow species to persist in new environments and new conditions. You're sort of leading to new races and new populations for a start, and then these may become more different from their relatives, so it could lead to new species. But yes, it could also lead to the blending of grass species because they are sharing genetics. And the most interesting thing would be really that you might think of a certain group of grasses which have remarkable adaptation, and it's only isolated to that group. But this process means that actually this adaptation can be borrowed or stolen by distantly related grasses. And so that trait may no longer be restricted to that particular branch on the tree of life. So when it comes to some plants, it looks like it's not just your parents that determine your genetic makeup, but your neighbours play a role too. That was Luke Dunning, first author of the paper, recently published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences.